Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 383. Trevor Long with you from EFTM.com and joining me each and every week to unpack the week's news in technology. Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trev. How's it going? Very well, and um, we have to announce straight off the bat that we do this thanks to the good people at Netgear and Uniden, but also, I think this is the first time we've recorded a show uh, without being in the same room in some years. I think it's actually about four years. I mean, it was. I think it was early 2014 or 2015 we decided that, yeah, to, to get this chemistry even better, we need to be able to be together. It's like we went to a relationship counselling. Does that sound, I hope that doesn't you sound need weird. You to improve yeah. your counselling. <laughs> <laughs> chemistry needs improving. <laughs> well, speaking now, of Trevor, chemistry. Trevor, you need to communicate more. And Steve, you yeah. need to express your feelings a bit better. And, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I blame your wife for this. I blame your well, wife for us yes. doing this remotely because you're in Paris. Uh, I'm back in Sydney. Uh, I was in San Francisco. You went to Paris. And you've decided to, you probably could have been back today or tomorrow-ish, but you decided to stick around and treat your wife to a romantic birthday week in Paris. That's right. Yeah, it was it was her actual birthday was a couple of days ago, so um, we decided to make a little trip out of it. And yeah, it was uh, it was actually on her birthday. She had a great day. We we did we went out to the Palace of Versailles. We did a, a cruise on the Seine and past the Eiffel Tower. Had a nice dinner. So it's a, a a a birthday she's not going to forget. But yeah, we've got another another week here, and uh, we've got this nice little Airbnb, which has got better internet speeds than my place back in Sydney on the NBN. Can you believe? So that's not too bad. <laughs> I saw some uh, Louis Vuitton shopping as well. So you've you've done yes, you ticked all the boxes. A, the credit card still got smoke coming off it, mate. So all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you don't have to eat hamburgers for the rest of the week. But look, we are not here to talk about Stephen's love life or his wife's birthday, although happy birthday, Joe, from everyone listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. But Stephen, well, let's break the show excuse me, into two. Very simply, Apple and Huawei, they're the stories of the week, without question. Um, and l- l- let's start with Apple. Um, this was a strange one, okay? And we knew this coming into it because... Uh, firstly, the rumours were very much just about you know uh, services and streaming. It wasn't about any devices, and the speculation that you and I had about devices, well, my speculation was put to bed in the days leading up to the event because I don't know about you, but I'm like, okay, new iMacs have been updated, very good, yeah, good press release overnight. Yeah. Oh, next night, oh, okay, AirPods. <laughs> I mean, it was it was three nights in a row we had iPads, iMacs, and and AirPods yeah. announced via was- press release. It was pretty obvious that they were, and I think we speculated on this too. I think I said that they're not going to waste time on hardware. They're going to make those announcements pre-show, and that's exactly what they did. They they wanted to clear the space for the their announcements, and they wanted to get all the hardware stuff out of the way. And it's it's still got a lot of attention anyway. The week before, I know I wrote all about mm. them, and so did you. So yep. and customers are all over them already. So it uh, it just cleared the air for the event. I still am blown away by it. It was just a night after night, hit after hit, product after product. And uh, when you look back on it now, 
this is the amazing thing, and this is you know the PR world. But you look back now and go, it was a brilliant strategy. It was sensational because, as you said, they got all the attention for those devices, regardless. Uh, in fact, you know the, the the couple of days where the coverage was good on its own, but then because of the the timing of the announcements and the the back to back nature of them, there was plenty of extra conversations and articles because of the uh, untimely nature of it all. So I actually yeah. think they doubled down on it. I think they did too. Yeah, I, I think that. The the move was a smart one because if you could you can just imagine if if they had have announced those devices at the at the event, how would you segue from from the the content into and Bob and by the way here's a bunch of hardware I think yeah. it would have got lost it would have got totally lost in the whole story so I think that's true. I, I I predict too I reckon Apple will probably do that again in the future I reckon that they've got if they've got any kind of major announcement they will just clear the decks. And, ha- and focus completely on that one thing in the future. Yeah. And just on the announcements, uh, before we get to the event, iPads, I mean, this is a, this is a good thing. So basically now you've got uh, Apple Pencil compatibility across the entire iPad range, including a, an updated iPad mini, which we, we speculated might disappear at some point. But I've always been waiting for that to be updated with a new processor, better specs. Um, it's still the same device, essentially, but, you know, better screen, better specs, Apple Pencil capabilities. So you've now got Apple Pencil capabilities across the range. Uh, but to be very clear, it's Apple Pencil one for all iPads except the iPad Pros, which uh, have compatibility to the second generation Apple Pencil. Okay, now that, that's true. And uh, I think the, the announcement I was most excited about was the AirPods, the new AirPods. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact that they're going to have wireless charging. I think the devices themselves are slightly better as well. Uh, the, the, the actual, I think the, the time they sync between devices improved. They've got a bit better talk time. Uh, so the, the, I don't even know if the audio quality is any different. They don't look any different. And I think the most disappointing thing from myself and uh-huh. also from my readers is that, remember there was a rumor there's going to be a black pair? Yeah. And they, they just, they, they, those rumors were totally wrong. Yep. hundred percent outrageously wrong. Um, but you know, uh, I guess the cool thing is that you can buy the wireless charging case separately. So you could actually buy those for your, for your original iPads, or Air, Air, AirPods. Um, that will yep. work um, if you just wanted to upgrade the case with wireless capabilities. But I do believe there is a slight, uh, you know, improvement in the in the actual AirPods themselves. I was looking at them today. It doesn't. There's no indication on the box that they're a second generation. It's only just that it's a <laughs> inside is a wireless charging case. Um, so that's kind of interesting to me that they haven't even. You know, I mean, I'm sure obviously there's a serial number and a, and a model number that probably indicates it, but there's no at all, uh, you know, no notice that it's a second generation product because there is that improved audio quality. Um, and yet, aspect and also, there's still no air power. No, no mat. I mean, no, no charging yeah. mat. Now they've got the wireless. They've completed the picture now with the wireless charging case for the AirPods. Uh, no, no, but nothing Apple made by Apple to charge them. Unbelievable, but it keeps people like Belkin and everyone else in, in the race for the uh, for the absolutely. So, it's keeping them in business. All these other companies are rubbing their hands together, thinking, "Wow, Apple, uh, uh, there's a gap. They've they've spotted the gap, and they're supplying it in in droves." I understand Belkin are going to do a massive drive on on wireless charging in the next few months. They, they've got a real push because. As you know, all these these new devices, all the new phones and products are, yeah. are now going to be wireless compatible. So there's going to be even more customers to who who will need these devices. 
So then I, I turn up at Apple Park, and this is the third event that Apple has had at Apple Park at the Steve Jobs Theater. Um, uh, the the first two first one was the iPhone 10, then the iPhone uh, 10s and and range uh, last year. This event, though, um, you know, different time of year to that, but you know, it's an underutilized facility if you look at it overall. So it's well well worth using the 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 theater, but it is a smaller venue than some of the other bigger places they've had events. So that does compromise some of their strategy but it's one of those things and you know this when you're standing around in the foyer of any event let alone an apple event you're kind of looking around at who's there and um on the trip there were there was a a girl from nine honey who's an entertainment writer and that made it very clear to me that we were spot on with the whole showtime entertainment stuff but then standing inside Uh, uh, the it was it, it was it, I actually it was great it was great that I was over here in Paris I actually streamed the event it was like 6 p.m. Uh, Paris time which was mm. that was better than getting up at 4 a.m. back in Sydney and uh, there were there were a lot of rumors already for this for, for what we were expected to see but just the format uh, and the other things I think we touched on I think we we kind of got it right on how Apple wants to position events on different radio stations and stuff the The conversation is why and you know Apple is still selling millions of iPhones millions of iPads millions of Macs they're doing very well selling devices but Wall Street expects more Wall Street always expects more exponential growth in everything and so this whole strategy which we'll talk through in a second is all about saying to wall street hey guys we're still making heaps of devices but look at all this money we've got coming in without making devices so when you when you have that in your back of your mind you realize that the whole premise of this event is all about saying we're opening up the services revenue line which we'll now see every quarter reported upon and it, it's going to be massive for them so kick it off with apple news right now this was not entirely as i expected and i don't think it was as we expected clearly it is a subscription news service in the apple news app uh, yes there are a couple of newspapers in there that essentially give you behind the paywall access but i guess i expected it would be many more newspapers but what they actually introduced was many more magazines 300 magazines in this rich you know ipad iphone driven format steve this did not excite me well i i think i actually remember we were talking a couple of shows ago how apple wanted to position themselves in the middle remember how i said with itunes they they were in the middle they had customers on one side musicians on the other side and they, this is how they wanted to do things. Mm. Now, the fact that Apple has stepped in and said, okay, to all these magazines, listen, it's basically saying to them, look, you guys are doing a terrible job of selling yourselves to the customer. Why mm. don't we help you? We've got like 1.4 billion devices out there. All these yeah. customers, how about we give you a hand and we'll clip the ticket along the way, by the way. Mm. So... It's it's that it's that iTunes approach once again that I think and it it will benefit the magazines. They'll get more subscribers, even though they might might only get not not as much per customer, but they'll get the volume. So it's again Apple being the the intermediary doing using that iTunes model, and I think that's a good deal, isn't it? Like ten dollars US a month, and you get ten dollars US a month, three hundred max. The big drama with Spotify and Apple Music with pub with uh, sorry music creators is you know the cents to a dollar style revenue they get you know they're getting literally cents out of every uh, uh, user instead of dollars. 
I don't know yeah. how this works for publishers that they get so little money out of Apple despite the fact they're getting big numbers, especially when they're not they're expected to make a rich format to, uh, product. They're not yeah. just expected to pump out a PDF. Remember, it's not first dabble in magazines. They had the iBook store had or the iBooks app had magazines a newsstand in it 2011 yeah. to 2015. You know, so they've they've been here before. But I think they've realized that maybe the Apple News app is a better experience. It is all about customization, personalization. They've put a lot of effort into that. I get that. But, geez, man, to get people over the line, I guess the big selling point here is it's $8,000 a year worth of magazines you get for 10 bucks a month. Yeah, the, the, the question I had, and I'm not sure whether I found the answer, it was that the magazines are offered as they are. So would their advertisers and all of their other parts of the magazine be offered so if the, no, the physical magazine has an ad on the back, so well, well that that that'd be a bit of a deal breaker then because you, you'd want to get, give your advertisers value if you're going to give all your content to Apple to sell for you for you know a few cents on the dollar per month, you'd want your advertisers to be able to get something out of it. at least that that gives them some value. Yeah, I don't know. I think I guess it'll be the passage of time that de- determines whether Apple was right or wrong here, because they talk about wanting to invest in journalism. So they're, they're essentially trying to find ways to monetize media and monetize uh, journalism, especially in its long form. So I I have great respect for that, and and I mm. like what they're doing. And this whole event was about uh, quality and uh, you know ethical and moral obligation towards these industries. So the whole thing. Um, felt that way to me, and I I yep. admire that, but I do wonder whether it actually will hit the mark. So that's an interesting one. It's coming to Australia later in the year. Apple News Plus. Um, the big question will be what comes to Australia. You know, obviously there's some global mags that might work, your Nat Geos and the like, but which Aussie publishers are going to jump into this? Because you can't launch this without a value proposition. That eight thousand dollar a year into ten dollars a month oh, is the number you need yeah. to sell. Unless, and I can't see Apple offering it cheaper in Australia because there's less magazines. They'll still try to hit that $10 US mark. Here's the thing for me. I actually subscribe to Entertainment Weekly on my iPad. So I'm already a subscriber. Cost me $38 US a year for that one magazine. Yeah. So if, and and I saw Entertainment Weekly was actually included on the screen. So if there's an opportunity to pay so $120 for every entertainment magazine in a year, then that's something I'll definitely look at. Mm. Yeah, you just got to make the weigh it up as to see the complete value proposition. So moving on from news, i got to tell you, my favorite announcement was Apple Arcade. I thought Apple yeah. Arcade was a stroke of genius. This is subscription apps, subscription gaming apps, and as a parent who gets constant requests for new apps from the kids uh, and someone who wants quality apps as opposed to rubbish with click up bloody ads and, you know, irregular subscriptions and all this stuff, 10 or 15 bucks a month, whatever it ends up being here, um, for 100 ga- uh, games that have been not, not just curated but, uh, by Apple but actually invested. So Apple's paying developers to make apps for them to put in the arcade, which you can then get access to through your subscription. Everyone in your family gets it through family sharing. And the apps are absolutely full apps. So there's no, you know, you've got to pay to finish the game. There's no ads. There's no data collection. There's no nothing. It's just get in and go. Yeah, well, I think this was a no-brainer in my books. I think gaming is far and away, the gaming apps are far and away the most popular on the app store. 
So this this just had to be done to to keep. I think the, I think there'll be more customers jumping into this than there will to Apple News or even mm. Apple TV Plus. To be honest, so Agreed. I, I, I think this was a great great move. The only thing I think this is though it's it's appealing to casual gamers. I can't yeah. see your hardcore gamer or, or really person who's into games. Let's just say. Because I understand the content's going to be, uh, it's not going to, it's going to be appealing to all ages, and you know nowadays, mate, that there's, you know, there's there's games you can buy that are R rated, that are a bit more graphic, uh, and and bit more gory, and that that's what players of, well, over eighteen want. But look I, at I how, see this how, though as a smart move, and 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 I guess moderated the entire Apple ecosystem is. There won't yeah. be R rated games in there, but there will be uh, a a spattering. So across the hundred games, there will be a mix of you know. Kids games, puzzle games, you know, uh, challenge games. There will be quite a diverse range of games in there. Um, and, you know, they, they're going to be unique because essentially the games that are in there are games that aren't commercially viable. I mean, let's be clear. They're games yeah. that aren't commercially viable because it would take, it would cost too much to get, like the app would cost too much for them to, to charge the user for them to be able to make money back and to get people to, to buy it. It's not going to happen. So, yeah, uh, I, it, I think it, but it, it yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be the the sort of games that are going to be like beautiful games, really nice, nice stories, and they're not exactly you know top top of the list for the for in the in the gaming app section. But mm. I think they're going to be a lot of uh, like it's going to be a great way for people to discover games, just like on Spotify where or on Apple Music where you think, oh, I'm going to give this a go. And mm. it's suggested to you, which is what this Apple Arcade will do. Yep. And you think, oh, wow, this is really cool. And then you tell your friends about it and, that and then it works. I think there was one game that I can describe like that that I discovered. I don't know whether you cast your mind back to um, the – it was the um, – the the fox oh geez I've the, I've had a total mental blank of the name of this show it's um the Kevin Spacey President Show what's it called yeah the, House of Cards House of Cards Jesus I, had, I totally blanked um he was playing I I reckon two I think it was season two or three he was playing the game Monument have you yes. ever played that game yes yes and yes I'm thinking that just stood out so obviously that it was a I think it was must have been a paid placement. It just for no, there was no reason why he would be playing that game. So, mm. and that's how I discovered that. I'm thinking, wow, and I've got Monument yeah. 2. I've played everyone see, since. What's I reckon really this will have that, that as well. Steve, is you've got to be a subscriber to get the games. These games are locked away in the arcade. Yes. They will not yeah. be available outside of the arcade. They will not be available on Android. And that's smart, I reckon. That's Apple saying, you're a great developer. You can develop games for Android. You can develop games for the App Store. But this game that we're funding, no, no. It and, and I'm bet, betting the contracts as any variant like it are exclusive to the Apple Arcade. They can only be played on iPads, iPods, Apple TV, and Macs. That's yeah. their strategy, and I love it. I think it's very smart. Well, that, that's another important point, actually, we should talk about that all these services we're talking about. If you're an Android user or a, if you're a Windows user, uh, unless you've got an Apple TV, that, that's sort of irrelevant to what you sort of device you're using, mm. but. The others are all iOS devices you have to have. So yeah. it's, again, yeah. Apple doubling down in saying, right, we've got all this great content. If you want to watch it, you need to use our products. So they're coming at it from, from that direction once again. Mate, I'm a big fan. I'm a massive rap of Apple Arcade. I, I, I do think it's the standout of the bunch, um, despite the fact that it was very much not the highlight. The highlight was 
Apple TV. Now, they spent some time talking about Apple TV, the app as it exists today, and how it's going to be upgraded. Frankly, most of it irrelevant to Australians, okay? Because you can't buy cable packs, you can't really buy channels in Australia. That kind of stuff, not really going to be relevant here. In America, that's a good update. It's been done well. Uh, Apple TV, though, is going to be part of that Samsung, Sony, LG ecosystem. So you're going to have that on smart TV apps. That's a big deal, which we've talked about earlier in the year. And what we thought was just going to be iTunes kind of uh, movies and TV shows is actually really the Apple TV app, uh, which is going to give you access to all their content plus all those streaming things. But really, when they said we're launching Apple TV Plus, they brought out those two blokes. And this is my problem, mate. I needed you. I've never needed you more. (laughs) Ever in my life have I needed you more than this 45 minutes which was horrific for me. Um, Two blokes who've been well speculated, they've been talked about, they've been uh, Apple employees for some time, who've been put in charge of uh, creating this Apple TV Plus ecosystem. It is a streaming service. And make no bones about it, it's a competitor to Netflix and Stan because it doesn't differ in any way. It is a subscription, it is TV and movie content, and you can get it on, on apps and things like that, right? So it is a competitor to Netflix and Stan. But what it is... Is, is hinged upon, hooked upon, the tent pole for it is Hollywood superstar content. Now, mate, they showed, as they often do, we've made a video to impress you. Here it is. And the video, I'm watching it going, oh, that's Ron Howard. Yep, oh, Spielberg, I know him. Everyone else got no idea who you are. Good luck to you. Well done. <laughs> Stage goes black. Lights come on. Spielberg. Standing on the friggin' stage in front of us, mate. The crowd went wilder than one more thing. I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like it before. uh, It it doesn't surprise me. Uh, I've only ever seen Steven Spielberg once. He was at an E3 one year uh, at the Xbox uh, about 10 years ago. But um, no, mate, he's a... He, he's the he's the king of Hollywood. He, he's award Academy Award winning yeah. director and directed some of the best movies of all time. But just the caliber of people they rolled out one after it the other. It was just hit was, after hit after hit. Yeah, the, the lights like go Oprah black Winfrey. and then Jennifer Aniston and and Reese Witherspoon are standing there. Steve Carell comes out, cracks a joke. Some dude from Aquaman and a woman I don't know. But this was my problem, Stephen. I'm going, who's that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> I've got no idea who that is. And then I went, oh, the dude with the glasses. Nah. And then it turns out it's JJ Abrams. Yeah. You would have picked that. The dude with the glass uh, that's Bird. right he directed he directed the force awakens jj abrams yeah. star wars and he's also just finishing off episode nine of star wars so that would have i would have geeked out just on seeing him alone exactly. was he there in person or did you video no they were all there in person mate they were all wow. there in person and and well, and to- uh big bird was a big deal but uh closing it with big bird but this was the fun part right between big bird and and the finale tim cook came out said a few words and he he uttered the words one more Right, one more, but of course he couldn't say thing. He said one more, and I don't exactly remember what he said, but he he essentially said we have one more uh, important topic or uh, important video to show you or something, and it was Oprah Winfrey that appeared on stage. Now again, raptures. Never seen anything like it in my life. My mother-in-law texted me, said, "Oh my God, you got closer to Oprah than I've ever imagined to be," or something like that. I mean, (laughs) this was this was epic. Now, Oprah's on it. This is old news. She, the, the announcement of Oprah working with Apple was a year ago or six months ago. But, you know, yeah. this was her confirming that she's working on two documentaries. This was her, this was her using the words, y'all are in a billion pockets, you know, talking yeah. about the number of people with iPhones and talking about doing a book club that way. She really stole the show and, and created a media storm like I've not experienced at many Apple events, mate. 
Yeah, and and I think the yeah you know, Apple's got a lot of pull when it comes to bring, pulling in these great stars. That that there was an, a very impressive lineup and more actors that were present that actually made it on stage. I noticed there were some other actors in it. Yeah. I remember they had a group photo of all the talent, and there were more people in that photo than obviously that they could fit on the stage and they introduced yeah. on stage. But it was interesting to see Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston talking about their show. Uh, yeah. What's it called? The, mor- the Morning Show. The morning so it's like show. a breakfast TV show. Yep. Uh, and behind the scenes of all the trials and tribulations and whatever. And I, I heard Oprah talking about documentaries, you know, inspiring stories and all that. And you know what? That's all well and good. Here, yes. My only worry is that Apple's content is going to be, yeah, inspiring's great, but I'm worried that it's going to be really saccharine sweet and no swearing and no violence and no, it's going to be pretty pasteurized compared to what Netflix offers you. Which goes back to what you said about gaming. And my response to that was Apple's ecosystem is very bland in that sense, you know. You don't see them creating an R18 content. But so this is this is fascinating that's to me. What, that's why they'll struggle. I think that my, my takeout is that they've got to get down and dirty and give customers, give viewers this compelling content. And look at – I know you're not a Game of Thrones viewer, right? I, I am. And that that's coming out on April 15, the final season. That's going to be the most watched show in history because it's, it's all about power and violence and all yep. this stuff that Apple wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. And I know, that, because they, they kept I talking hope... about how they want to tell beautiful stories and inspire yeah. people. And that's I respect Apple to the nth degree for their environmental push, um, for all yep. the things that they do. Because uh, I'm not anti any of that stuff. I'm just not an activist in that area, right? So they, they, don't, um, they don't appeal to me in that sense, but I massively respect it. But it's not going to make me want to watch Oprah's documentary, other than, you know, there were some things she said that I think are interesting, so I'm definitely going to watch that. The morning show, interesting, because I work in morning TV, right? But here's my problem with it, Stephen. My problem is they have just announced some of the biggest shows ever commissioned, commissioned being, you know, ask, asking for them to be made in the TV world, ever commissioned in streaming world, right? So if you look at uh, uh, House of Cards, if you look at uh, other big Netflix shows like Narcos or whatever you look at, right, they're massive, yeah. but I'm telling you, they're, they're not as big as these. These The star power of Just the Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon and Steve Carell is unmatched in the streaming world. Do you agree? Uh, I, I wouldn't say unmatched. I'd say it's up there with some of the bigger shows. There are a lot of people what now are the bigger coming shows? on to. Um, there would be. I, I understand George There's Clooney no is, is going to be Catch Twenty Two on Stan. There's no single show that's bigger than that that's made specifically for streaming. You know, if you look at big mm. shows on Stan like Billions and the like, they're 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 made for TV over overseas, right? So yeah. you've got these massive shows, these massive Hollywood stars to draw people in. But here's where I reckon it falls down, not just because of the content, as you mentioned. Mate, the library. They've, they made no talk mention of their deeper library. You can't release yeah. Apple TV Plus with just those shows. And it was confirmed to me that, no, that wouldn't just be the library. Of course, they'd have other all, all the movies and TV shows they have access to. That's well and good to say. But in Australia, the rights to most of those things are owned by Foxtel, by TV networks, by Stan. I mean, the deals have yeah. been done. So when they launch in Australia, how deep is their catalogue? That's, that, that's the question. 
the the thing that I the, the what I when I was watching what, what stood out for me, and I thought the exact same thing about Foxtel. They mentioned this sort of a la carte model where you can actually pick and choose what to, to watch, pay for what you want to watch. But remember, go and back. They, that's they, talking about just Apple TV, not Apple TV. No, Plus. no, but but didn't they? But, but didn't they mention Showtime, HBO, those channels where you can just choose those? I know that's I know. only that's, in the states. That's why. That's why I brushed over Apple TV because Apple TV as an app with these new buy channels, channel subscriptions, all that stuff, irrelevant in Australia. Because it's mm. it's not going to happen here, right? Just, well, they're going to struggle talk, then. Yeah. Just but 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 just talk about Apple TV Plus. Forget all the other things you heard about Apple TV as an app. Let's just talk about yeah. Apple TV Plus as a fifteen dollar a month odd. You know, same price as Netflix subscription thing that has content in it, mate. They will not have a library anywhere near Stan, let alone Netflix. Well, the, these these new shows uh, with filled with superstars. And the new shows are not enough. Said. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I That's don't know what point. the answer is going to be here in Australia. But we did also allude to the fact a few weeks ago that Apple's been running iTunes for more than ten years now and has built some pretty solid relationships with the movie studios, the big TV channels. So I'm sure they're not going to leave customers short. But whether that content is going to stand up to the libraries of Stan and Netflix and these and and that that's not even mentioning all the other rivals in the US. There are several other streaming services in the US as well. Yeah. Uh, is yet to be seen. I'll be really curious to see what the actual complete offering is going to look like. That's all we can do, Stephen. Is stand by and wait until fall, which I had to Google. It's September, October, our time, uh, spring. Uh, um, uh, fall in 2019 we will get it in Australia how deep the catalogue is what the price is we don't know um, but I, I I'm underwhelmed by it in some ways overwhelmed by the celebrity pulling power that they have and what they're producing but as I said my favourite announcement was actually Apple Arcade yeah and, and look we've got to remember Apple as a company is very well respected I reckon that it'd be it wouldn't take much to to uh, to encourage a celebrity to work with Apple. Apple's got mm. plenty of money in the bank, so in terms of the amount of spend they've got to create the content, they've got the budget. Just like Netflix apparently is spending $15 billion next year on original content. Yeah, Apple's and the rumor got is that kind of budget already. There you no, go. But well, this but is a, great thing. Apple's got the budget the if they need to the go event. deeper. Yeah. Yeah, whether they were spending one or two billion, they're, mate, they're, they're 12 times behind Netflix, so they've got massive problems. Yeah. But but let's just wait and see. <laughs> you know, I don't want to prejudge it, but it's 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 going to be a hard harder sell in Australia than it is in America. That's the number one thing that I'm seeing here. But if you want all the yeah. details of the Apple announcement in uh, in Cupertino, uh, just check out eftm.com or techguide.com.au. We do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear. And if you're looking for home Wi-Fi, uh, Netgear has the answer. In fact, business Wi-Fi as well. If you run a small cafe or a small business and you want to provide Wi-Fi to your customers. Check out the Netgear Orbi Pro. The Orbi Pro allows you to create a great Wi-Fi network for you and your staff, and you can, they can all do their printing and things, but then you can create a guest network for your customers. Uh, a simple, everyday network that just like at the, at the places you go where it pops up with a company logo and they get access to the internet, boom, created in no time on the Netgear Orbi Pro. So if you've just got a small business and you want Wi-Fi for your staff and your customers, check out the Netgear Orbi Pro. All the details you need are at netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech is also supported by Uniden, and they've just introduced a 100% wire-free 4G 
smart security camera for those situations where there's no Wi-Fi network to choose, but you can actually set this up using a SIM card. You might have a remote property. You might have a holiday house. You might have a boat down at the marina. Anywhere that you want to set up this camera, all it needs is a 4G SIM card, and you get all the benefits of having a regular wireless security camera. So you've got two-way talk, records in full HD 1080p. It's also got ThermoSense on board, which is the motion detection but not only does it detect motion, it detects heat as well. So you're not getting any of these false notifications. Uh, it runs through the 4G cellular network, as we said, but also it's weatherproof. So you can put this thing anywhere. And it can also fit a solar panel. So if you want to set and forget, rather than having to go and recharge, recharge the battery, attaching the solar panel to the AppCam Solo 4G, you can not have to worry about charging up that battery, climbing up wherever you've positioned the camera to change that battery. You can have that running continuously. The uh, the Uniden wire-free 4G cellular smart security camera. More details at uniden.com.au. Now, Stephen, you're in Paris. We didn't even mention why, um, but anyone that follows techguide.com.au will know. Stephen, the Huawei P30 and P30 Pro, by God, they are beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I've uh, I've been using it for a little while now. Had it a couple of days before the event. Just uh, it was a great opportunity to uh, put it through its paces. The B, the P series devices are uh, they're more their more lifestyle uh, focus for customers. People ask, well, hang on, didn't they just release the release the Mate 20 with a good camera? Uh, now they've got the P series. Well. P is more your lifestyle user rather than your business user. So there's that. But this uh, this is definitely set a new benchmark for mobile photography. The the P especially the P30 Pro, which has already, by the way, been named by DXO Mark with a score of 112. I think the P20 and the Galaxy S10 Plus are scored up uh, 109. This has been uh, ratified by DXO Mark as the best mobile smartphone camera and with very good reason. There's three things that they've nailed here is the night night shooting, so night mode, yep. zoom, and just, just the finer details. So it's they've managed to fit inside a, a very still a very thin, thin chassis. The uh, they've got their periscope zoom system, so it builds Mate, that this. That thing is weirdly, mind-blowingly awesome. It's just a li- you, if you imagine people, you know, you've got your normal two-lens camera. The third lens on this, uh, underneath those two, is this square box that you can literally see into, like a periscope. It is, it is really cool to look at, but the results are stunning. Yeah, and, and this is created as well by uh, in partnership with Leica. Leica's been working with with uh, Huawei since the P9. And they were Huawei is one of the first companies to introduce a dual lens camera system. Everyone thought two cameras. What the hell are they thinking? Now there's on the P30 Pro. There's four on the back, and one on the front. But what 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 is impressive about it is the technology. It, normally, when you think of uh, getting a five times optical zoom, you, you you think you need a lot of space. So because they've used the periscope, the prism. The lenses actually run along the width uh, of the phone rather than the length of the phone yes. or the depth of the phone. So it still keeps the device really thin. And what that does, that combines with the other two lenses to create a 10 times hybrid zoom, so part optical, part digital, and then the full 50 times digital zoom, which is 
one of the most impressive things I reckon about the device, and I'll put some examples on my hands-on story where you can zoom right in on an object or person and still see them in, in surprisingly good clarity. And, and the optical image stabilization combined with the artificial intelligent image stabilization can can keep manage to, to keep that thing in frame and use for you to capture the image. Uh, it, it is really, really a breakthrough for Huawei and the whole mobile photography. Yeah, I mean, I um, I won't lie. The fifty times that I've tested, um, you know, it's good, but it's like, it's it's really, uh, I guess, more of a contest than anything else. I don't know. I can't see myself using a fifty times zoomed photo because I feel like even at its, um, even at its widest, there's still some there's some, there's some clarity issues there. But gee whiz, the ten times hybrid is exceptional. I think that's where I think the real clarity of this device is. Obviously, the 5 the, and, and the other zooms are, are spectacular because they're optical. But the 10 times, I think, is really the standout, the hybrid uh, 10 times, because it just, uh, mate, it's you go, how is that happening? How is it that mm. clear? Um, and, I, I'm mate, the Mate 20 is just my favorite device. And I've just immediately brushed at the poor thing because uh, the P30 <laughs> Pro, um, it just... It's just everything you need in a phone. They really Absolutely. have reset the benchmark. And the people that I think need to be worried here are Samsung because it's yeah. only been a month since Samsung launched. And now you've got this this phone come to market, not only two variants, uh, you know, which match and, and beat the price point of the Samsung. Not only are they doing pre-order deals where you get a Sonos, um, like they're, they're, taking, they're, they're taking the playbook and they're doubling down. Oh, it's, it's big you time. Think- you think about how Huawei's strategy, and you look at it, they're the only major company that has two flagship phones a year. So they have one at the start of the year to battle Samsung mm. with the P-series. Then at the other yes. end of the year, they have the Mate series to give an alternative to the new iPhone. And, and, and the, Apple both doesn't the do that, neither does Samsung. And the Mate last year, both series of phones, absolutely in hundreds of percentages, in Australia alone, outsold the year before. So they, ha- they had a cracker year in 2018. They're on track again with these devices for a cracker 2019. Plus, they put more money behind marketing than ever before. In fact, my mail is they're spending more than Samsung. And so yeah, there's a big I heard the chance... Same. There's a big chance that they are going to absolutely not annihilate Samsung at all. Like this is a they're, they're a long way behind in that if this is a you know marathon, uh, they're still wavering in the in the early kilometers while, while the others are, are many ahead. But you know that's that it's that how do you pace yourself game, right? You know they they got a steady absolutely. pace ahead. Um, yep. But oh, I think see the thing is, and look, I said this directly to, to people at Huawei uh, the week before I went away when when I had a look at the phone and and got to take one away. It was, it's 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 impressive to me that in the light of all the publicity that Huawei have had in the last eight months, um, which is negative in a sense, all the government yeah. stuff, that there's two great outcomes to that. One, their sales have gone up, and two, their brand recognition through the roof. The number of Absolutely. radio announcers that can now pronounce Huawei is almost 99%. <laughs> and you know what it's but, like, mate. The, uh, a year ago, two years ago, it was, well, how do you pronounce this? Like, but now, Yeah, totally mate, right. And, and I think the – and you've got to remember, this is coming off the back of Mobile World Congress where they absolutely stole the show with yep. the Mate X, the foldable phone. So yep. just off that, the world was sitting up and paying attention 
They've followed it up now with the P30 series. And you're right, they're, they're now on – I'm just walking around Paris here. There's billboards already for the P30 series. Uh, I'm seeing it everywhere. But it's it's all gets down to their technology. I think Huawei pride themselves on being this amazing tech company. And you've got to remember, unlike Apple, or sort of they're more like Apple than, than Samsung because – Huawei only make mobile devices, and then now they make laptops. So it's not like a Samsung yeah. where they make phones and they make fridges and they make everything yeah, else. Yeah. This yeah. is a mobile tech company, so mobile uh, a cellular phone company. Yeah. Um, so this is just what what impresses me is that they they spend so much money on R and D. Their research and development is incredible, and the result is things like this. Like at the heart of this is the super spectrum sensor which is kind of what does all the heavy lifting. That's the secret source of this phone and the quality of the camera is this sensor that's got more light sensitivity than any other mobile sensor. It's bigger than any other mobile sensor. What about the ISO? It's like 400,000 It's crazy. And and the... (laughs) And the and the reason and that 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 light, that's ISO sensitivity actually is, is reason why it's got incredible low light low photography. Light. They did some. The, I don't know whether you watched the stream at all or, or watched the launch, but they did some remarkable comparisons of night shots. And the other phones, I think they had a Samsung, they had the iPhone, and those other devices had it was just black. And then the Huawei shot had this whatever object it was in brilliant color. And I've tried it here, the night mode. Uh, you'll see if you, anyone who follows me on social media, on Instagram or on, on Facebook, or even I've included these on Tech Guide, the night mode shots of the Eiffel Tower and just people and objects at night is absolutely unbelievable. I've had people asking me on Facebook. I never mentioned that, that I took the photos with the Huawei on Facebook, on my personal Facebook page. And they were saying, How, what camera did you use for that? Well, how did you get it so? How is it so sharp and clear? And I said, it's no, it's the phone, it's the P30 Pro, uh, using night mode. So that, that even other people were commenting on the quality of it. And this isn't an SLR or a, a mirrorless camera. This is a phone that I'm taking these pictures with. So, so really, look, the, really the thing impressive, is though, right? The the camera is mind-blowingly good. There's not that it's unquestionably the best smartphone camera on the market and ever made. The their marketing power, great, huge. But I'll tell you the two things that shocked me, shocked me the most about this phone and its launch. Firstly, all three telcos are taking it. That's never happened Correct. before to Huawei. Never happened That's before. Right. Telstra, Optus, and Vodafone ranging. And the second thing, Optus are doing it as a dual SIM. That's Optus right. Yeah, well, are letting people buy a dual SIM phone full stop, but it's yeah, the Huawei the only P30 one. Pro. Right. And and mate, that's huge. Now, not because everyone needs it. Most people couldn't give a rats don't need it. And but it is it sets them apart. But secondly, in there just in looking at some of their social media comments and stuff, it's all about saying, well, if you if you if you've got two SIM cards because your work wants you to have one and you've got another, which a lot of people carry around two iPhones. A lot of people carrying around two phones. Mate, why you got two phones. Put two yeah. SIM cards in. You can take calls on both. You can choose your data. You can do all, a whole bunch of things. I think that's a masterstroke from Optus. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that uh, there's more people use two SIMs that you, than you think. And, and not only, not, not only. I think the classic example is if you are like you're a tradie and you got your work phone, you got your private yep. phone. Any other professional might have the same situation. But you think about when you want to travel. So you got your home SIM on in one. You got your travel SIM in the other. 
And rather than having to have two phones, you can choose which SIM to receive, give out a number for that when you're traveling. So it's a lot of benefits. And uh, you'll notice too that your Telstra and Vodafone are also uh, offering it through the tel- through their networks on the single SIM variant. But of course, anyone who wants to buy the dual SIM and happens to be a Telstra or Vodafone customer can still buy it through JB Hi-Fi, uh, Harvey Norman. All, all these City other code, places. Yeah. yeah, that's right, Mobile City. So there's that opportunity as well. My only, The only thing uh, is the, you know, with their memory card, they've got their own little nano memory um, solution now. So if you've right. got a micro SD card full of content, it's not going to work on the P30. I think they introduced that with the uh, Mate 20 right. as well. That's the only downer for me. I've asked for a, a nano memory. I want to be able to carry around all my West Wings and Twilight Zones, whatever, and all the content I want to carry around with me. So... That, that, to me, I think the reason they did that is they wanted to keep the device thin. They didn't want to have a really long SIM card tray. You know how the long trays with the memory card yeah. and the SIM. Uh, plus, they also wanted to have the opportunity for the dual SIM functionality. Although I know other phones have that little uh, hybrid tray where you can actually either have a second SIM or a memory card. Mm, mm. But uh, Huawei down their own path with the nano memory, a little bit like when Apple decided to change the SIM card format. Remember all those years ago when they went the nano yeah. SIM? Then now everyone's got the nano SIM. I yeah, don't know if yeah. Huawei is going to have the same influence with the memory card, but uh, uh, not not a bad attempt though. I think we should also mention. Uh, I've been using this as my daily driver, as have you, for a while. Battery mm. life is once again phenomenal, like yeah, the Mate, it's Mate 20. 20 like, it's, it's, it's two Mate days. It's, yep. Yeah, they've really nailed the whole battery performance. I think that's all through the AI, the AI efficiency. AI also works really good with the camera. There's now an AI mode where it, it chooses the settings on the fly. Uh, it, it really it's stepped up a little bit from the Mate 20 Pro yeah. in terms of recognition of objects and just the sheer quality you're getting out of the camera. Uh, I've I've got my Canon EOS uh, camera here, the EOS RP, and I'm going to shoot. I'm not going to compare the these pictures with another phone. I'm going to compare them with an SLR, with a mirrorless camera. Yeah. That's yeah. how good this is. So um, I, I think anyone who who and let's face it. A phone appeals to people, yes, because of the brand, yes, because of the design, but a lot of appeal is for the camera. And you think about it, we're taking photos, we're sharing pictures on social media, we want to keep a record of what take photos of our kids, and you want to do that in the best quality. I think this is going to win a lot of customers. I did also try the phone clone feature, you know, where it can copy Mate, all I your content. Straight away. Yep. Yeah, it took, about, it took about 45 minutes. There were a couple of apps that didn't download really well, so I'm sure there's a lot of listeners thinking, you know what, I'd love to use it. Uh, I had one call on 2GB the other day when that said, look, I'm keen to buy the new phone, but do they offer the same kind of support where I can walk up and to the Genius Bar or to the Samsung store mm-hmm. if I've got a problem, which is a good yeah. question. And I said, well, no, well, they don't have dedicated stores, but it's still covered by Australian consumer law. You can, If, if you have an issue, you yeah. can take it back where you purchased it, and Huawei are really going to... I was speaking of Larkin, the Australian uh, boss of Huawei over here, and he was saying our focus is really going to be on customer service, being able to deliver if there's an issue and, and try to make customers, uh, if they are having problems, to solve that for them straight yeah. away. So customer service is going to be a focus. Mate, I don't want to be a simpleton, but I still love the fact that with a Huawei phone, out of the box, you get a cover. Like, I've got the yeah. thing in a nice plastic. Yep. It's cheap. It's simple. It's not going to be drop-proofing, but it's stopping it from being scratched and ruined because it's a beautiful phone as well. That's a simple Absolutely. thing, mate. I honestly don't get why 
and I get that Apple wouldn't do it because they've got too much of an ecosystem outside of that. But, mate, it's a great simple feature of this phone that is well worth knowing. And the other thing is no headphone jack, so uh, you're relying entirely yes. on Bluetooth and oh, the, the USB-C. Oh, the P30 has. The P30's got it. The P30 Pro doesn't. True. The Pro doesn't. Yeah. Um, the Pro is $1599. The P30 is uh, $1099. I guess the reason to go the Pro is the camera full stop, but the P30 has a bloody good uh, camera too. Yeah, it does. Yeah, exactly right. It's got a triple Leica system, uh, and the the other the, the P30 Pro has the quad Leica system. The, the addition of the time of flight uh, lens on the P30 Pro, that's what actually measures the distance to your subject using light and gets you that instant focus, uh, that sort of thing. So uh, it, it is, mate, this is a really cool proposition. And design-wise, I really like it. I quite like the breathing crystal colour, you know, that yep. sort of the whitish, purplish. Yes, that's what I've change- got well, yep. I, I, I'm looking at it right now. It's hypnotising me now. It's just changing colour in the light. Uh, it is pretty but cool. They've also not, got Aurora. The, blue, the Arctic blue look is, is much more bold in its colour, but the, the crystal white is uh it still has this tinge all over it that doesn't make you feel like mm-hmm. you've got a white phone and both yeah. both colors are available in australia across both phones absolutely right yeah it's, a, it's out i think is it april 16 it's it's going to go on april sale 16, and you pre-orders now 1099 1599 and a sonos one a 299 sonos speaker yeah. <laughs> um if you pre-order thanks very much that's awesome yeah no that's uh an impressive proposition. Uh, Huawei yeah. made a big deal of this launch here, and a pro. And, and I'm having it in a city like Paris. There's nowhere you can't aim this camera and get a brilliant photo. It was really smart yeah. of them to have it in such an exotic city, and uh, yeah, gave me a reason to stay even longer. But uh, it is. Uh, I think when this hits the market in uh, in mid April. I think there's going to be a few people looking at their phone, whether they're an Apple customer, whether they're a Samsung customer, and I think a few are going to make the switch. Yep, I agree. I think this will, uh, again, give them um, many hundreds of percentages of up sales. That's not going to make them better than Samsung or Apple in, in this year alone, but it will do very well for them. It's a great device. All the details at techguide.com.au and a little bit at eftm.com, uh, plus our full uh, hands-on total and other reviews in the uh, days and week ahead. Um, it's been a massive week in technology because and i think you know what full credit to huawei for gaining that status do you know what i mean like it it took samsung uh, several years to get the status of being you know event worthy uh and it's really you got to admit it's taken huawei several years as well the p9 we were in bali at the launch it was big but it wasn't really epic uh in terms of global attention they've literally gone year on year just building themselves and they've earned this status and i i respect that so um yeah i think it's going to be a big year for huawei yeah and moving forward i think uh, we can look forward to the mate 30 pro which will be probably around the october november and that'll be a 5g device yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, I have a little lens, but no, I've I have heard whispers, and I've kind of confirmed this. It's going to be a five G device as well. Yeah, makes sense. So makes sense. Uh, even better. If you yeah, if you if you assume the note uh, for this year is going to be a five G device, given there's a five G S ten, then the end of it the will. year is going to be all about five G. And that again, and this is a conversation for another day. Begs the question: Is Apple going to be the only company of this flagship end? not launching a 5G phone this year, or will they? Big question. They have to go 5G. That's that's my thoughts. If if they come up, like you said, there's the S10 coming out, there's the Mate 30 coming out, both be 5G. If they don't have a 5G device, they're going to look silly. 
Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, it'll be interesting, but they have to they have to address it no matter what. Anyway, we'll discuss that as we get closer to September. Stephen, uh, mate, enjoy the beautiful city of uh, Paris with your beautiful wife and uh, look after it. Try not to work too hard, mate. Try and take a few days actually off. Uh, trust I me, will. your readers will not begrudge you some time off with your <laughs> wife. Yeah, I understand, mate. No, but actually, the time difference is pretty good. I could normally get a, tap out a couple of stories at night. The time difference is really suitable. But yeah, I am going to pull back a little bit, mate. So uh, apologies to my tech guide readers who are expecting three or four stories a day. You may only get one or two for the next week, but uh, I'm going to be enjoying Paris, though. They'll forgive you because, mate, uh, everyone deserves a break and you've earned it. So uh, enjoy the break. Enjoy Paris. And we'll see you on the on the other side, mate. Look forward to it. I'll talk to you soon. Two Blokes Talking Tech, thanks to Netgear and Unity. And back soon uh, here on uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech.